What up, beautiful people? It is your girl, Myra Ann, again. It has been a minute. I know I told y'all that I was going to release on the 11th, but homegirl mixed her dates up a little bit, okay? I mixed them up, and so I'm happy to be able to release on, God willing, Martin Luther King's Day. And so, um, yeah, we're going to jump into it, but before we do that, we are going to jump into prayer i have a special guest with me to um here today and i would love to be able to introduce her to you guys but let's jump into prayer um abba father one who created the universe universe with his words his powerful words one who can change the heart of any judge any person any king any queen thank you for loving us so much despite our constant mess despite our sins, despite our constant struggles. Thank you for being so reliable, God, and for being so consistent, for never leaving us and for never giving up, even though man give up on us, even though man can see us in our mess and just don't want to deal with us no more. You're constantly here, arms wide open. So Father, let someone know on today that even though they messed up, even though they may keep drinking or smoking or sinning or doing whatever it is that is not pleasing unto you, you still love them and there is still space for them with you. There is room for them. Let them know you are with them until the very end. I pray these things in Jesus Christ's precious and holy, holy name. Amen and amen. Listen, we are going to jump in with this Bible verse first, and it is Matthews 28, 19 and 20. And this is the amplified version. It reads, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, help the people to learn of me, believe in me and obey my words, baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, remaining with you perpetually, regardless of circumstances and on every occasion, even to the end of the age. Listen, I got my homegirl Tamira with me today. And listen, this is my Ace Boon Coon, my sister, my dear friend, my accountability partner. And so I am so happy that um, I just hit her up like, yo T, you think you can come on? And she was just like, yeah, sure. This is why I love my homegirl, right? Um, and so I wanted to, so first T, could you help me actually pick this Bible verse? Tell me why this Bible verse like just sticks out to you, why you love it so much. For me, the, the part that resonates with me is I'm with you always, even to the ends of the earth. And so I think, I mean, we're the same age. So going through life, like up until our 31 years of life, almost 32. Don't be telling everybody how old I am. My bad. <laughs> but going through life and having a couple of decades under our belt, we've seen a gamut. I know I've seen a gamut of just different things, good, bad, ugly, and different. Mm-hmm. And I think for me knowing that I'm not alone helps give me just a strength to endure or it just makes me not feel lonely like okay I can do this because I'm not by myself so it just it just gives me that extra support that extra bolster and it's just like in your darkest times to know that even when you feel like 
ain't nobody understanding me mm-hmm. can't nobody see where I'm at I am that God sees me and that yes. he's with me and this improvised Amplify version says regardless of circumstance like yes. even if I'm in the wrong like God's still with me and right. he still loves me and so that for me is is the biggest comfort that I can have yeah. that just stays with me yeah and on every occasion this is so good and let me tell you why um this sticks out to me there was a time when I was drinking right mm-hmm. and I don't know why but I will wake up and um alcohol was on my mind right but it would be Sunday morning and I pushed my way to church, even though I was just like so drunk the night before, right? Mm-hmm. I would push my way to church and I just kept going and going until I got to this point where God was able to free me of that stronghold and over that bondage. And so I'm praying against, I'm praying some chains be broken, Amen. okay? In the name of Jesus and that somebody's addiction is broken. Um, so regardless of the circumstances, so even though I was probably still a little lit on right. Sunday morning, I made my way to church and I got a word and and God was with me, right? And so no matter what, in your darkest hour, Mm -hmm. that's good news, sis. That's what you needed. Okay, in your darkest hour, God is still with you. Somebody need to hear that on today. I don't want to be with myself. Yes, but he still loves you, right? And the crazy thing is like, sometimes in life we try to change people around us Mm -hmm. right and we think that they're the issue but sometimes the issue is within ourselves and um it's like no matter where you go you go and right you take (laughs) you everywhere you go even you you don't want okay (laughs) listen and so sometimes you so messed up and you don't even want to be with you but like you said like god is like i still want you i still love you you broken down you just busted disgusted and God is like I still want you I still love you and that is good news that is beautiful Mm -hmm. all right so I just wanted to start off before I'm just telling people I guess how we met so we met a minute ago so we go to the same church Mm -hmm. and T and I are totally different in the sense that Tamira will stay up all night long this is the time I start my day listen and I am up like 5 a.m. No. And Tamira's just going to bed. It's so mm-hmm. funny. So if I wake up in the middle of the night, sometimes it's like three in the morning, I can hit Tamira up and she's like, oh, what you doing? Like she's right. literally well, up like, reading a book or just, you know, doing her thing. And so I'm just like, we so different in that, in that area. But we go to the same church, but we never ran into each other at church together. We go to different services. So I'm an early bird. I was like, I always go to 9 a.m., get my mm-hmm. word. And then I got the rest of my day to like do dinner, spend time with my son, all of this. Sometimes I sometimes I do go to one a.m. Th- is that your service one a.m.? Yep, that was my that was my listen right there one o'clock when we could go in. Yeah, right when we could go to service, and so um, we met each other actually at a mutual um, sister in crisis birthday dinner, mm-hmm. and so we met each other and we were just talking and it was so cool. But I think you gave me your number, but we really didn't talk. No, and so we went to uh, it was evangelism. Um, training, I training, yeah, because I was thinking about being on the evangelism team, and I went to the training, and uh, we were joking about something here, right? <laughs> That's the insider. It's an insider, but we were joking about something, and Tamara came over to me, and we just started talking, and she put her arm around me, and we kind of just like hugged and chilled, like mm-hmm. cuddled in like a sisterly chill way, and it right. was just so like real and just needed right needed and like it was just like compassion here and you could tell that like 
And we also, I don't know if you remember, we also shared with each other that we were struggling with one of the same um, strongholds, right? It wasn't drinking or nothing, but this is like another stronghold. And we were talking and we opened up with each other like, well, I'm shit. I don't even know how we got to be so honest because no. this stronghold, I ain't going to tell y'all, but I was like, Jesus. And so right. I think that day we actually talked about maybe, and I was like, yo, she's so honest. <laughs> I said, I like her. Listen, um, with honesty and being real, I think that once you, uh, when, when you are honest and real, you open up a door for freedom, mm-hmm. right? Because the devil can't have you in secrecy, right. you know, because when you, are in secret and fighting battles in secret you're you're doing it alone you don't have nobody to pray with you about it because you don't want to tell nobody and you have that that shame and that guilt but being able to be open and honest you realize too that you're not the only one struggling with it we were so open and honest and it was Mm -hmm. like oh you're not the only one struggling with it right i'm struggling with it too and we were able to hold each other up with prayer so Mm -hmm. i encourage you whoever's listening if you have like a stronghold or um, some type of um, bondage or anything that is just messing with you or you're fighting alone or in secret, I pray that you are um, encouraged to just be real, to be honest, and to um, allow yourself to forgive yourself too mm-hmm. and allow God to begin to work on you. There are people out here who are struggling just like you and want to help you right. with something. And that just reminded me, and I had to look it up, um, the scripture, uh, James five sixteen. it says, confess your faults one to another so that you may be healed. And then it goes on to say, the prayer of a righteous man has great power to prevail. Yes. So not keeping things to ourselves, like depending on your comfort level, like I'm just, you know, open book you're and very so, open <laughs> i so love it for me it, it's nothing that's just like yo i'm struggling with this because that's how i cope right but for others like you just you have to find that one or maybe two people that you trust you know to confess yourself mm-hmm. to be open with right. and i think that starts the healing process because one you're you're confessing right that this is something that i'm struggling right. with realizing that it's a problem that you can't deal with by yourself right or that even that you shouldn't and so i think that confession is that first part to as the, as the bible said bible verse says to getting to that healing part right. and so it's powerful because we mm-hmm. have a innate a desire to confess our faults right. one to another but you have to be in that safe place to do right. it because some people they abuse your trust and so That's they true. don't deserve it so you That's do have real. to have a little bit of discerning with that yeah. um and that's not good. Like me, like, listen, the like listen, right? Okay. <laughs> sometimes I think that's good too because sometimes maybe depending on what it is, maybe you do want to say it to a stranger right. that you may never ever see again, right. but you kind of got you, it like, off your your chest, right? Like I got that I off, mean, right? You're not gonna judge me, you don't know. Depending me. on the situation, <laughs> right? Just depending on the situation, right? And if God leads you to, but another thing is doing it with God. I was just talking to you earlier and I was Mm -hmm. like, listen, I was being real with God this morning. Um, I was driving to work and I was just like, God, listen, I was like, I'm struggling. And this, 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 this is why. And I'm so, I think that growing up in, um, my family and stuff, we were like church goers and Mm -hmm. all this stuff, right? Whatever. But um, not whatever, but whatever. And um, it was like this, we boxed God in. And so there mm-hmm. was like a certain particular way you had to go exactly. and all of that. And it's just like, God is like, 
right? Like I'm a loving father, like talk to me, daughter. And so I'm able to be real with God. And I'm just like, dad, right? Like I'm a father, like father of Abraham, hear your daughters cry. And I literally say that sometimes, like I'm telling you, like, God, I'm mad right now. And this is why. And so I think that when we get to a point where we don't box God in and we're able to just be real with God, that maybe sometimes he will present someone else to you for you to be able to um, talk to and be open with and be honest with. So sort of like, quote unquote, practicing with God. Right. So being able to say it to God to get it out, to be even more comfortable with saying to my accountability partner. After I had that conversation with God this morning when I was praying, I hit you up today after I finished my whole day and I was talking to you about everything that I talked to God and it just made it that much easier. And the best thing about God is he already know. Right. So it's not a surprise. Exactly. But it's just the practice for you being open and vulnerable with somebody, not yourself. Right. Because sometimes, you know, we lie to ourselves. Okay. I lie to myself. Okay. And then you start talking to God and you're like, oh, well. For real. (laughs) Oh, okay. I mean, I guess that's the truth. For real. Uh, so what do I do with that? Yeah. But it's, he's not, he's not surprised by our confessions. Right. Like he can take our anger. He can take our angst. He can take every emotion that we have because yeah. he gave it to us. And even like uh, David said, and I can't remember what it is, but he said, you knew me in my mother's womb. Mm-hmm. Like you knew me before he, I was, yeah, right, like, even in my Before womb. I was born, you exactly. knew my name was going to be, you knew who I was yes. before That's anybody news. else knew me. Right. And so my I, mess that I'm going through right now, don't it's not it don't face right. You. I think that and um I had a my son's godfather, excuse me, had told me this one time. I'm moving my feet around in a chair because I'm just that much comfortable in here. <laughs> um, my son's godfather had told me one time. He was just like I was going through, and I hit him up, and he was just like, "It's okay. God already took all of this into account, right? And that's good news, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing that you got a God who already took all of this into account, and He still loves you, right?" Girl, we can go on for days because this is sure literally Listen. how we talk our regular conversations on a daily basis. Like Tamira and I, we literally be on the phone for hours. So let's jump into all of this good stuff. So could you tell us where you grew up and if you came from a sober household? Um, so like, do you mind telling your story? Oh, no. Like I said, open book, right? Okay. Um, <laughs> and this is good because I don't think I know your whole story, right? Like, I don't know. I don't want to say your whole story, but I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know pizzas, but okay. It's, so it's let's a lot of years it. in there. Um, <laughs> we still going, bless the Lord. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I grew up Philly native, um, Germantown, North Philly area. Um, and it's been interesting because we like, you know, some people say they from Philly and they yeah. from like the outskirts. Uh-huh. Shade on y'all, but it's a difference, right? <laughs> and being inside Philly and being <laughs> on the outskirts. So I was like inside Philly, although, you know, there's some contention on whether or not I sound like it or not. <laughs> that that aside, um, I am born and raised here in Philadelphia, but um, I did not grow up in a predominantly sober household, especially as a child. Um, so my parents at various stages have struggled with either substance abuse or um, alcoholism. Mm-hmm. And so it's not been consistent. It was kind of more intermittent, but thankfully, the Lord kind of arrested them both at different stages. Um, and they've been sober for, for at least, I don't know. I want to say one over 10 and another, I think pushing 10 years of sobriety. Praise God for that. I can definitely tell the difference, but in my formative years, Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of, um, 
addiction that I observed. And so that definitely um, colored how I viewed life and how I viewed sobriety or even like, do I even want to try that? The answer is no, because I was so negatively impacted Mm -hmm. from those seasons where one or both of my parents were addicted to something, Mm -hmm. right? And so um, I think that that still affects me. So I'm grateful that, you know, my, my parents are now sober and thankfully they have developed better coping skills. So I don't foresee that Lord willing happening again. Mm -hmm. And and I'm so grateful for that. Um, but I still see a lot of my family members still struggling with, with addiction and active and, um, even, you know, just some friends outside of family right now. But, um, for me, I just never wanted to get to that, that space pace because mm-hmm. I saw how destructive it could be and just not on them but on the people that you know they're affected or, or loved by um and so that for me was like a deterrent like I still will you know have a grass occasional glass of wine mm-hmm. um or something like that but I just don't intentionally drink to excess yeah. unless that's I don't so know my deep my too. birthday you remember we just celebrated my mm-hmm. birthday and um we went out to Bahama Breeze mm-hmm. and we got these virgin pineapple yeah, drinks good. you're such a like good friend like you ordered a virgin drink with right. me, right? And I always tell people, like, when I go out, if I was really uncomfortable, I would say something like, I can't do it today. Um, but you you just didn't have a desire for alcoholic no. beverage. You was just like, give me a virgin one, too. And it was really delicious, it right? Was. To the point where you went and duplicated it. Yep. Exactly. But um, I appreciate it. I just wanted to say that, like, you don't have to do that, but I appreciate you and oh, I appreciate no, that. All right, so get back into your story. Sorry. <laughs> but no, that's that's cool. So I saw the negative effects and I think I might have had like one season when I was working at one job and it was like super stressful. I was working crazy hours and just, it was a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I started going to like, this may seem silly, but it was like wine coolers, but I was mm-hmm. like having one every night. And for me to be like, maybe I drink once or twice a year to like drink in a wine cooler every night. For me, that was a lot. Like yeah. that was telling on my character because yeah. of, you know, my history. And so I was just like, okay, what about the situation it needs a change? Mm-hmm. Right. And it has to be me. And so what is the thing that's like triggering me to act this way, to, to cope this way. Right. Um, and for me, like I don't really care for confrontation mm-hmm. like it's my last ditch effort or unless i'm just completely pissed off then you're gonna know mm-hmm. where to get off right mm-hmm. but aside from that i t- i try to be non-confrontational especially just you know being a black woman in society it, it doesn't come across all that well okay right this so i try to redirect my mm-hmm. anger or my right. fire you know so um that wasn't the healthiest way for me to cope obviously because then I started drinking not Mm -hmm. anything hard but contrary to my nature right it was like a red flag Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so I was just like oh okay this just helps you go to sleep or just relax and it's like juice it's not that much alcohol in it but I I could see where it could go and it disturbed me so I was just like all right something gotta change now um after that I did get a new job but I had to realize (laughs) (laughs) that I had to develop better coping skills for myself Mm -hmm. because that couldn't be how I reacted because I've seen people react that way and I saw yeah. the long-term effects of it mm-hmm. and how it escalates, especially, you know, I'm, a, I'm an attorney. So right. the culture right. is, how do I say it's productive for alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Like they have whole classes. We have free mental health services and alcoholism service because just the nature of being an attorney drives people to drink because yeah. you have you have the onus not just of the work but 
and also keeping other people's secrets yeah, right and so that's, that's heavy yeah. and how do you let that off and for me thankfully i have jesus and so like God. that's i'm redirecting like yo this case is bothering me or, mm-hmm. or depending on what area of law i'm working at, at the time like this kid's case was really bad or like this client just told me that they did it what do i do right. so like <laughs> right it, no that's real it's 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 difficult in how you deal with it but you have to have that those healthy coping skills mm-hmm. before the stress happens right. so that when you are in stressful situations you kind of have trained yourself on how to respond in a right. healthy way yeah when you talk about healthy coping skills it's so um interesting that you say that because today i went to brunch with some co-workers i told you that mm-hmm. and um actually put a little meme up on not meme but a boomerang up on instagram and i had sparkling water with some lemon and lime which was pretty cool right the closest thing i get to bubbly Mm -hmm. um but they had like mimosas and we were all like toasted and i don't see nothing wrong with a person who just drinks like like quote unquote a normal person like you're not you're not drinking to get drunk or you know anything like that but for a second what was the first thing i said when i walked through your door today i was like I don't want to be a complaint. No, I said, I don't want to be an alcoholic oh. today. Right. And so, oh, stuff, putty, what was me? And so when we were out, um, we were toasting and stuff and it was, it was really cool. And I looked at him like, dad, a mimosa. Right. And I quickly had to readjust my thoughts because the thing was, um, I didn't, I, I don't know. I, God lifted the desire for alcohol for, for alcohol off of my life, right? Because that seems like really, it seemed impossible. It seemed so impossible to you. Like God literally lifted the desire for alcohol off of my life. I never thought I would say that, but He lifted the desire. And so today, I was just like um, looking at them, and then I was just like, "You abused that." It's like I had the opportunity to to drink before right like mm-hmm. I, it was cool it was like something small something light like it was cute going out with girlfriends and having a little mimosa right right but i abused that and so i don't get that no more okay <laughs> like it's done let it go and so it was like it was good being out with friends and able to witness um healthy responsible drinking right. um um and also the reminder to myself that like God gave me the opportunity to do that. I guess in a, in a way I would say it, God gave me the opportunity. Like I have free will, like God forbid, if I wanted to, I can go to get something to drink right now, right. but I know what God told me. And so that's not something I want to do. And like I said, he lifted the desire off of me, but um, finding healthy ways to cope is really important. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think that you did an amazing job by like realizing the red flag like oh i'm having a cooler every day even though some people is probably like that's kool-aid right, right? that's kool-aid just, that's juice <laughs> right but um being able to recognize this is a red flag and i've seen people before um abuse alcohol and i don't want to go down that route so right. being able to redirect yourself and i think that and it, it was something so big for you because you were like, I had to get a whole new job, right? Right. So for somebody else, it might be something smaller, but that's like pretty, pretty big. Like, I got to get a whole new job. I got a mortgage to pay. Right. You know what I mean? But I got to get a new job for like my peace of issues, mind. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. But for peace of, peace of mind, girl, it's nothing it's like It's so important. And I didn't realize until that point because I'm just like, oh, I have a good work ethic. I'm going to just keep working it out. I'll maybe figure out a way. But like, that wasn't the only thing. So like, mm-hmm. even my confidence changed. Like, 
I'm not a big cursor. So like I'm cursing, I'm filtering expletives through my through my just brain and they're mm-hmm. more often than not them coming out and I was like, Ooh, you're developing a potty mouth too. Listen. So like everything about my life yeah. was changing and like my mom's concerned that she low key like I'm just gonna pray for my daughter because yes. <laughs> she just cursed with me on the phone and you know growing up Ooh, in a baby, baby I know you did not do this and she ain't say nothing so mama was gonna was. come through the phone and she, tear you up look I'm glad she ain't washed my mouth out with soap listen uh uh we better than that took now. it to Jesus she come was like on here. get my daughter okay listen sometimes you just gotta tell Jesus this on people true. cause this I want through I'm like you know mm. what? I ain't gonna say nothing back to you. Nope. I'ma just tell God on you, I'ma baby. I'ma tell God on you. I'ma be the biggest <laughs> snitch kid over here. Okay, Jesus. That's why. <laughs> Get your son. Get him. Get your daughter. Get her. For real. Like, for real. Get her. Exactly. He codes. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. Listen. Listen, for real. real. Vengeance <laughs> is mine. And so we were actually talking about addiction before we started recording. And right. one of the things was um, you were talking about like the things that you struggle with. And mm-hmm. so um, I just wanted to read the definition of um, addiction. Where did you get this from? Um, it was um, Medical News Today. It was an article. Okay. And so the definition is addiction is a psychological or physical inability to stop consuming a chemical, drug, activity, or substance, even though it is causing psychological and physical harm. The term addiction does not only refer to dependence on substances such as heroin or cocaine, I'm assuming alcohol and all that good stuff, but we were talking about like addictions, right? Mm -hmm. And being able to identify some stuff in life. And we were talking about addictive personalities, right? right? So tell me something you're struggling with right now that you like, Jesus, just take this from me. I want this cup. <laughs> like, help me have more self-control than I have. But, right. Um, I didn't even know it was a thing until my mom told me. She was like, oh, you have addictive pers- an addictive personality. Mm-hmm. Me and my mom, we have a close relationship. She be... I just, she where I got the full disclosure from. Because mm-hmm. she didn't have any filter when we were kids. She was like, she told her what it was. And that's, you know, kind of how I grew up. So, she told me, I guess... I don't remember when I was, but she told me that I was like born addicted to drugs, right? Mm-hmm. And so then randomly I'm talking about something that I'm struggling with and she was like, Well, you know you got a different addictive personality and I was like, Oh what? <laughs> I didn't that? know that was a thing. Yeah. So she's like, Well, addicted personality or addictive tendencies, like you mm-hmm. can get stuck on something, like you mm-hmm. have a mm, proclivity. Mm-hmm. To become addicted to this says activity or substance. So like um, there's, I know many people who are addicted to food. For me, um, I'm addicted to books, TV series. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me started on anybody's <laughs> series, like ever. Yeah. Unless I have a couple days yeah. to like binge, yeah. because I don't have control with that. Like, yeah. I want to know how it ends, and if I don't, then I'm like thinking about it. Like, I wake yeah. up thinking like how would I end this story right. because they didn't finish it and now yeah. I'm left with a cliffhanger so like it will take over my whole day just yeah. thinking about this thing that does not have an end yeah. so knowing myself I try to binge like I will buy that book now that I ain't got no money okay or, I want to um, read this novel that movie like how dare you give me this free book yeah. on Nook 
that's free and then it's like six other books on there right i'm mad like just yeah. don't so that's something that i still honestly struggle with because and i just started the second book of the series today and i'm <laughs> i'm trying to do better yeah I, I i hit you up um last week and i knew you had to go to work so sometimes because i'm up early i like call mm-hmm. you when i'm on my way to work like t you good you up and went to sleep yet. listen you were like binge watch no, supergirl i binge watch I know. And I was like, it was, really? Yeah. See, the crazy thing is, because I've been there before, and I, like, start watching something, I'm like, one more episode. Right. Just, Just one, one more, more episode. They and then there's another so. one. Exactly. And knowing I got to get up in the morning. And so, um, being aware of these things are so important, but also finding healthy ways to even cope with that, right? Mm-hmm. Even though it may be social media for some people. I know sometimes for me, I have to monitor how and i only have instagram but sometimes god is like myra daughter myra ann listen <laughs> to me if you continue to be on here i'm going to make you delete it right, right. i want to make you i fast social media I fast is really a food and all of that right but i've had times where i had to monitor how much I've been on social media mm-hmm. because I feel like a conviction in the sense. Right. Like I should be using this time. time. Exactly. Like God is giving you this time and you're using it scrolling. And then just the things that come around mm-hmm. social media, like you think about like bullying, you see with people, you yep. think about sometimes I'm looking at stuff and I'm, I, I'm laughing at stuff that I shouldn't be laughing at, but um, I've seen things on media that I can't unsee. Right. It's horrible. Yeah. You really have to be careful. And, and for some people, and I know sometimes it depends on the post, like you could start comparing your life to, you know, yes. the images that you see on social media. Right. A lot of them are um, filtered or just not true. Or that's just a happy moment. Like I remember seeing one on social media. It was just like she posts her life and everything smiles and giggles. And then later on this late, it, it was a fictional posting, but it happens in real life. But this lady um, is posting all her life, happy, healthy healthy but when she's not posting she's miserable yeah. and she's living this horrible life full of depression yeah. and you know self-criticism and then she winds up killing herself mm-hmm. and i mean that's an extreme situation right but everything that you see posted is not necessarily yeah. real or if it's just a happy snapshot right that you don't really see the real life that's of. Real. but then if this is what we're inundated with right everything we see every day like oh the makeup or even you know um the shape of a woman which is supposed yeah. to be um what is masculinity like all these things we're finding our identity on these things mm-hmm. by comparison saying oh but i don't measure up to this but god made us all different right right so that's so good because the last podcast um i released we talked about well i talked about um identity and mm-hmm. finding your identity oh, right so good. where do you feel your praise god where do you feel you are with your self-identity like are you where you were five years ago? No. Um, and how are you now, like, with your identity? Like, do you feel comfortable? Do you feel like you're still growing? I think we all can continue to grow. Mm-hmm. But, like, where are you? Okay. For the most part, I would say I'm pretty secure. Um, there are still some things, you know, I'm going to change. Like, I want to be healthier, healthier mm-hmm. lifestyle. But then, I know. Like, I just was like, where do you want to eat? You were like, I'm going to do some rice and seaweed. And I'm like, I'm like what? <laughs> But go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. You want to be healthier. Um, and so that comes with decisions because, again, like I said, you could be addicted to the bad things. And mm-hmm. so just trying to find a balance with, with life, even just image yourself. And so I think 
that aside like there's always going to be stuff that's going to change and as we grow we're still going to be changing and hopefully for the better right but um I think for the most part having my identity rooted in Christ like that it is what it has to be and that's not where it used to be praise God um but knowing who I am in Christ helps me not be swayed so much by all the the exactly idolatry of the world like oh that's good I don't want to be that way. Right. I want to be God's best version of me. Yes. And that's okay if it looks yeah. different than mm-hmm. for you. Like, we're right. different people, and that's great. Um, so, I think for me, like, I, and I did listen to your, your podcast, and I didn't. I was like, yo, this, for my life. Um, okay, snatching but, edges. No, <laughs> it's a whole edges. I'm like, do I got that? <laughs> um, but, yeah, so just coming back and just combating the lies like mm-hmm. if it says you're not worthy or you're not pretty you're just like well no i'm fearfully and wonderfully made Come on. or um i don't have what i need to use like i'm well able yes. to overcome this situation not because of whatever i think i have but because of the god who mm-hmm. i serve and so like just having those reminders having those scriptural bases the the back right. of like oh okay that's a lot because I know what the Bible says about right. me. You're talking about like, oh, you ain't worth it. My yeah. value is above rubies. So Come tell me here. about my words. Come on. Listen. Like, just, you know, miss me That's on what that. I'm saying. So. For real, because that, that was my question. That was going to be the question. Like, how are you able to maintain your identity? And you just basically, well, you answered that. <laughs> I think that one tactic, um, for lack of better words, one thing that I do is on my headboard, I post a bunch of post-its with Bible verses, right? Mm-hmm. Just reminding me not only of my self-identity, but um, of how much God loves me yes. and of my calling. Yes. Like I'm called to do so many things. And just like we um, just read when we first started the podcast in Matthew 28, 19 through 20, we talked about being disciples, right? Mm-hmm. Therefore go and make disciples of all the nations right so one thing that we're called to do is be a disciple like that's a part of my identity um with doing jesus in sobriety i feel like i'm helping in a sense like i'm doing something i didn't want to do this podcast like god put this thing on my heart heavy and i was like a podcast jesus is right but god this is something god wanted me to do and i was just like and that's why i was so upset with myself during covid when i was like i gotta get back to do in his podcast because um god told me to do it i didn't want him to give this to somebody else one thing i want to do is and faith without works is dead and i wanted to be consistent but one thing i want to do is i want to hold myself accountable for when i die i want to die on empty like i want god to keep filling me up so i can keep pouring out to his people and fill me up again and i can pour out to your people and um when my day comes, right? When my day comes, I want to honestly be like, I did, I did the best I could do, God. Right. What you, from what you told me, and I did what you told me to do, right? And I did what you told me to do, and I want to be real and I want to be honest, and I want to hear these words: "Well done, yeah. thy good and faithful servant, yes. sis." I want to be a good and faithful servant. Yes. I want to help you be a good and faithful servant, I just like you're help helping me. me. <laughs> be a good and faithful servant by holding me accountable by uplifting me in prayer by sending me by yes said that last night and i was up later than i typically am and you, you know this <laughs> i was like my word shouldn't you be in bed right, right? like i have a time. regiment right <laughs> i have a routine my son told me the other day he was like i don't like this routine but like i 
you know, like we're going to do this in decency and in order. Okay. I want to live a life like that. And so, um, I was up yesterday and I was just in a sense too complaining, just talking to you and you just bust out in prayer like that. (laughs) Listen, if you don't got you a friend where you're going through and you're talking and they can't just bust out in prayer. Listen, boo, get you a Tamira. Okay? <laughs> or Myra. Listen, do the same thing to we me. do this. And, and, and I encourage you, like, to um, pray if you don't have a person like that. God, um, I'm praying that in this season, if it's for me, that you present someone that's trustworthy, yeah. that's truly following you, that truly loves you um, to help me. Um in his journey and his life and what you've called me to do. And I thank God for you. And I thank God that he, he placed you in um, my path and right. well, in each other's path. Um, we talked about that. I was just like, how did you become like my accountability partner in a sense? It just happened. Um, God knew what he was doing. And the good thing is not only do I have you, I have a group of sisters who, um, we both share that we're able to be real and to right. be honest. I just recently had an incident, which you know about, and, um, you were, you had a trial, so you mm-hmm. were doing, you was being a lawyer. Okay. <laughs> you was out here saving lives. Okay. Right. <laughs> doing what God called you to do. Um, especially in this season. So you were on trial, so I couldn't call you. So I called one sister, um, you know, she, She's a doctor. She couldn't pick up. And then I called another sister, you know, who's Mm -hmm. another attorney, but she's working from home um, right now. And she picked up. And so I have a circle of, a small circle of healthy Christian women um, who can help hold me accountable, who know Bible. And when I talked to them, they gave me Bible back. And then when I was able to talk to you later on, after you got done beating cases and stuff, <laughs> after you got done doing that and um, you were able to even confirm what they said to me, right? right. Like, awesome. but also empathize with me. Like, girl, I know where you're coming from because your flesh can get like yes. that sometimes, okay? Mm-hmm. But you were able to confirm it and then you were able to um, pray with me and be real and be honest. Meet me where I mm-hmm. was without judging me, without going to people talking about me. Right. And yo, whoever is listening, I pray that God presents you with someone who, and that you can identify the person because listen, the enemy will send somebody. Listen, my mama always said, Myra Ann, beware of wolves and sheep like clothing. But my prayer is that God sends someone to you and that you can identify them and that you're able to be real and to be honest with them, that they're able to help you, able to uplift you and that you're able to um, grow. And not only that, but that you're, what's the words I want to use? Like, help us sister out. Like, I want you to be a better version of yourself. And my prayer, yes, my prayer is that you, no matter what you're struggling with, that you begin to see yourself the way that God yes. sees you. Yes. Remember, so and know, yes, he loves you so much. He loves you. And um, my prayer is that he's able to. Um, just love on you more and more what he is already doing and that you're able to identify it everlasting love and that you don't be discouraged because I know and Myra we talked about this like how long it takes to get 
accountability right yeah um sometimes it's hit Mm. or miss or it may take some time and so just not being discouraged um that people come in your life for seasons and sometimes it's not for long term yeah right um but sometimes it's it's a shorter term and so just not being discouraged if you think like oh you should be you know my bestie for life or like this person for life but sometimes people have different places yeah and so just being aware of that and seeing it for what it is because not everybody is meant to yeah that's your your day one that's gonna be there to the end you're ride or die right Right. (laughs) some of y'all need to go okay um we were just talking about this analogy um about a building right Mm -hmm. we were talking about how we just listened to one of these sermons and the young woman was talking about her how her pastor said he used the analogy of a building and when a building is created, you have people that come and do different parts of the building. Maybe some people set up the beams, some people do the windows or this or that. And when, exactly. And when it's done, they leave. They go. Right. And you have people that work in the building, right? And so that's a part of life. You have people who, even like I was talking to you earlier about, like I used um, to go with us analogy. I said I had an ex who... In that season, I shouldn't have been dating him, but God turned it for my good. He helped me get through college, mm-hmm. right? And that was that. Right. That season was done. Like, thank you, but you can't continue in my life throughout the, the rest of my life unless God put you back in my life for something else, right? Not right. for today, but for something else. But And it's no hard feelings if I ever see you. Hi, thank you. How are you? How's your family? But that season is done. It's over with you were meant for that particular season um i was telling you that a woman came into to where i work at and she mm-hmm. was like oh i helped make the build, build win, uh, windows or something like that she helped do the windows and she's like sometimes i drive past and see it it looks nice but she came for that one day and she left and she sometimes drives past and see the building and it's mm-hmm. just like sometimes you're going to come past people who were in your life and um that's it. Like you come past them, you you share a moment and you keep it moving. And can I say sometimes you have to grieve for that season this that's is over. True. That's right. So like mm. I've had relationships and I was like, Oh, this is gonna be forever, you yeah. my day one and then it just fizzles out for whatever reason mm-hmm. or just life changes. Right. And then you're like, Oh but wait, why aren't you here right mm-hmm. now? Um, so you have to grieve through that process because it is an end to something but it it may not be permanent right they might come back in a limited capacity later Mm -hmm. on but you want to acknowledge that um you have that emotion regarding this situation or how this relationship didn't go the way you want because you don't want to create a situation where you're bottling up all these hurt and harm Mm -hmm. like and then you have like a not a victim mindset but like you feel abandoned by people Mm. because nobody seems to stay when the reality is they were only meant to be for that season listen i think that's like a a different abandonment issues are so real let me tell you how real they are i grew up with um i grew up i was adopted right i was in foster care and then i was adopted and (laughs) abandonment issues is a real thing because and and the enemy will play on that yep because my um, biological parents were um, <coughs> drug addicts, alcoholics, and that's a whole thing. Like, cause I, I had a period in my life where I was like, <clears throat> excuse me, look, that's contagious. Right. I was like, uh, COVID. all right, don't be up in here coughing, sis. <laughs> um, but I went through a period in my life where I was just like, 
why my mama didn't want me right. you know why my daddy wasn't here you know woe is me um so that continued into my adulthood to when I began to date right mm-hmm. like I think about like the first guy I dated and how he treated me like crap right it was a very mm-hmm. abusive relationship he he used to to like literally abuse me like he mm-hmm. dragged me down the steps before all types of stuff and it's just like he kept coming back and I kept going back. And a part of it, I believe, um, in hindsight, hindsight is almost like 2020. Right. But Perfect. looking back, I'm thinking a part of it was just like, I wanted to be accepted. Exactly. I wanted to be loved. Exactly. And so I had abandonment issues. I didn't want to let that go. So listen, abandonment issues are real. I mean, we can do that a whole nother podcast. Because right. <laughs> a little episode. Oh. Because <laughs> abandonment issues are real. And I think that, and it goes back to yeah identity right your identity right god is saying which we just read in matthew i am with you to the end of time okay so people might be leaving but sis i'm with you god is faithful god is faithful and that is good good news all right before we um head on out i wanted to ask you do you have any favorite quotes or bible verses um you know that that you just really love um, one that keeps me, I mean, it was when I was having finals in law school, when I was studying for the bar, and I'm just like, there's not enough time, and it's three months to cram all these subjects of years into and pass. And it's Second Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And some, some versions say self-control, mm. right? But for me, I'm just like, I've not been given a spirit of fear. And a lot of it is like, I don't feel I'm I'm fearful because I don't think I'm able to do this. I'm mm. fearful because I don't think I'm equipped to do this. I'm fearful because this is a new situation right. and I'm uncomfortable with yeah. this in the highest. Um, but then I just remind myself like God hasn't given me that spirit yes. of fear. He's given me power, power to overcome, power to remember who he said I am. Mm. And and that means I'm an overcomer. I'm victorious. I have all that I need to be successful, not on my own strength, but because God who gives me that strength. And so like second, second Timothy is like my favorite of all time it's because it applies to so many areas of my life. And as we grow and develop, it's like, oh, I'm fearful of this, but why am I fearful? Yeah. And then what does God's promise say mm. about me in this situation where I could be fearful? Meaning I went through all three years of law school, so I'm equipped to handle the test, cram a whole bunch of information and regurgitate enough, mm-hmm. right, to pass. Yeah. I can do that same thing for the bar. So it's mm-hmm. like David saying, I have my lion and my bear. What is this uncircumcised Philistine? Okay. Because you have Listen. to keep reminding yourself, yes. this is what God brought me through mm-hmm. for this covered situation. Mm-hmm. And so that that's where that power comes from because yeah. some of it is in your testimony yeah. and others is just relying on the promises of God, especially mm-hmm. with new situations. And so um, that coupled with God is always with me is like, I can do this. Yeah. I can do this. Yeah. And so that kind of sometimes calms the fear. Other times I got to vent a little bit and like, you know, get some emotional support. Yeah. But for the most part, that works. And it's just like, I'm not a fearful personality because God has not given me that. And so yeah. I have to walk as a child right. of God, which is not to be fearful, mm. except for to fear God because he is awesome. He is powerful. Yes. He is sovereign. And you can't be him. Yeah. So okay right i'm fighting from a place of victory because of who my father is that's good news yeah Yeah, i I have to sometimes i remember junior i don't know if it was like 
the dark. I don't know what it was, but he was like, I'm scared. And I was like, God didn't give you a spirit of fear, right? <laughs> you have a sound mind. You are good. And so, um, even though like, that's funny, a little joke, but it's real. Mm -hmm. And I have to remind myself that sometimes like, God didn't give you a spirit of fear. Right. Get it out of here. Satan, you can flee. Get behind me. Okay. Go out the door. Listen. Right? Yeah. I think that, um, when I got sober, um, that's was scary. Yes, it was fearful um, because I had to wake up and literally feel stuff. I had to relive in a sense, like go through and be reminded of everything that I did. Um, every thing that I was doing that just wasn't pleasing unto God. I had to feel it and go through it. And it was... It was like scary, but when I went over it, when I talked about it, we talked about like the freedom of being honest and being real, I felt this weight lifted off of me. Mm -hmm. Like, thank you, Father, for even allowing me um, the strength to be able to be honest and pour out all of my mess. And when I did, he still loved me. The person I shared all my stuff with, loved me and was just like I did the hand for that too right. like a majority of all of that too um, but not only that being able to forgive people and mm. let go of stuff that people yes. did to you yes that's one of the biggest things that don't hit people for real like let it go and being able to just let stuff go whether it was like but in a healthy way right like you sometimes you need to go through therapy or some type of treatment in order to be able to um, deal with it mm -hmm. um, but letting stuff go and forgiving people and also forgiving yourself yeah it's so much freedom in that it's just girl I don't want to get all into it I know we've been talking for a minute you know we could talk this is our regular conversations um, inviting y'all in how you doing yes so I think you pretty much answered like a lot of my questions. I will say I don't think we heard your entire story, but that is okay. <laughs> I mean, we need we need one more we one need, more hour. Okay, like we <laughs> have to do another one. Um, do you have like any questions for me that you have? I know we talk on a daily basis, but you know. I guess my question for you, like, what was I guess the the pervasive thought for you that was like that triggering event that's like I'm not going to do this anymore mm. um I struggled with the addiction like in the dark for a long time mm -hmm. um well I didn't I started drinking uh, it was progressive right um I wasn't like in high school drinking or nothing like that I was an adult and I was like I knew something was wrong with it because I was I began to hide it. Mm. And so I think that anything you do in secret yes. and you start to hide, like mm -hmm. it's something wrong with it. Like you know you're doing something wrong. And so I began to hide it and um, I began to get sick physically. I was physically sick. Um, I couldn't, I was overwhelmed. I was mm. so overwhelmed and I think it was just a combination of everything. And I felt myself this last night, I just looked over like, did I just drink this whole thing of um, wine? And I looked over and I, and I had the craving for more. Mm. And I was like, 
in my son's room on the floor. He wasn't there. He was with my sister at the time. And um, I was just like, I was crying. It was horrible. I was crying and I was like, God, I don't want this no more. Please take it. I don't want it, please. And I was begging God. I begged him and I begged him and I begged him. And that was the last day I drank. And um, so I guess it was a combination of everything, just everything. And just, I was tired. I was so tired, T. I was tired. Like, I was physically, emotionally, spirit, I was tired. And um, I was still pushing. Like, I was still going to church and stuff, but I was tired. And I was hiding it. And God was like, I was flirting with the devil. I was flirting with the devil. And God reached his hands out and snatched me. Um, and, and, and I asked, I asked him, I begged him and, um, God will provide a way of escape. Yes. He will provide a way of escape and he provided a way of escape. And so, um, thank God for that. Yes. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God for that. It's like a combination of like everything, but listen, if y'all have, thanks for letting me share that too. If y'all have any questions for T, do you have any more questions for me, sis? I'm here, no. you know. No, because okay. you know, look, I'm, I'm be I'm real. Text you later, um, but no, I don't have any questions. Anymore. All right. So if y'all have any questions for Miss um, Tamira, listen, she's about to be doing some big banging things in her community, and I'm actually help her out with that. And it's um, you want to tell me a little bit about it? Or maybe we'll talk a little later. Um, just just real quick, still working through the details, but yes. essentially, um, I want to provide affordable legal services to those in my community um just because those in the hood okay right right <laughs> in my neighborhood okay uh, we in germantown g-town um but just because finances has always been a deterrent to mm-hmm. getting access to counsel because i know like some people's fees i was like shoot i couldn't pay you i yeah. couldn't get help yeah. and i know for the most part what i'm doing and so that it's it discourages me how much how many people don't have access to legal counsel because yeah. of the finances and so um i just been having a growing desire and it's been developing for years of just having services be affordable to people mm-hmm. and not breaking the bank like of, of course i'm not making a whole lot of money from it but this knowing that i'm able to help people see results like landlord landlord tenant disputes contract disputes those type of things right. where you were just like oh, i'm gonna just eat the cost of whatever yeah. this hardship is because nobody's really looking to see me right. and i can't qualify for the other services so it's it's a big desire that i have to just make it affordable and accessible to the community so mm-hmm. um, i'm working through um, how to make that happen in my community so yes and i'm gonna definitely help you out i am be out Thank there you. doing intakes and everything whatever i can do um so we're gonna keep you in prayer you. with that i'm so happy to be a part of your life to be able to be a part of this journey with you um and for you to just be who you are you're amazing i love our sisterhood and you know what i mean it's a mutual thing it's not like you taking 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 from me or i'm taking 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 from you um it's a healthy relationship and a lot of people don't have that so we are definitely blessed so would you mind praying us out sure all right lord i thank you for today i thank you um for the people that are listening into this podcast lord that you just continue to encourage their heart um as they struggle maybe with their sobriety 
it might not be a, a, a substance it may be alcohol it may be binge watching that show or been eating or whatever the case may be be with them lord and encourage yes, them to seek you to help them cope to yes, seek Father. you to see what is that um, inner issue that's leading to this desire to flush out the world mm. instead of being present lord yes, i know Father. this is something that i struggle with and that you just continue to be with us that we have the grace to see you in our lives so when we mess up or we go on that binge that you bring us back, Lord, that you just continue to revive a desire in us to do better. And that's not saying that we're perfect, but a righteous man falls seven times and gets back up, Lord. So I thank you for our ability to get back up and still be called yours, Lord. Um, I pray for those that feel like they're alone, Lord, that you put somebody in their life, even if they're a phone call away, that they can um, speak to them openly, honestly about their flaws without judgment, Lord, and that, that they get the support they need because having two walking together you can pick each other up when you fall lord and so i just am praying lord um, for those who feel isolated and alone lord that you set up a network around them and that if it doesn't happen today that you continue to encourage their heart that they are not alone because you are with them always even to the ends of the earth and so i thank you for that reminder for those who maybe feel like they're going to go for that drink or maybe feel like they're going to do this destructive behavior but they they know that they are not alone yes, that the God. need that they're trying to ask you out with these various things that you can feel that gap you can feel Thank that you, need, you can feel that hurt and you can make us whole and being whole people we don't need those devices yes, we are higher and above yes, those God. things that was easily beset us lord because you don't tempt us Thank but you, that you God strengthen us to rise above it because you have made us more than conquerors you have made us victorious and you see us in our mess and you still love us you still call us you still come for us lord and you still comfort us and so i thank you you, for the strength that you give us i thank you for your grace and mercy that is new every day tomorrow is a new day so if you fail today be encouraged that tomorrow is a new day and you can start over again lord and i thank you lord for the mess that you forgive for us for today but that we not borrow trouble for tomorrow yes, God. because your grace is sufficient for today and that as we plan for the future that we're hopeful for it but that we're not worrying lord Thank that you, we God. lay our burdens down to you who is able to carry carry it way better than we can you give us a lighter yoke lord and so i yes, thank God. you for that i thank you that the heaviness of trying to abstain for five years is too much but that you give us the ability to get five minutes so i thank you for the ability to continue to renew our mind to see not as you see us to not see the world as you see it but to see the way you see it which is through a lens of grace and mercy lord and so that we can just continue that while it's a why it is still called today that we encourage our brothers that this podcast is an encouragement not just for those that hear but to my sister who pours out her heart in these and prayerfully ministers the gospel through just sharing her story and her um going through lord so just replenish what she's put out lord um replenish and continue to give her witty ideas and that you continue to have her be that open source of encouragement to say that we made it another day we made it another week And that you just continue to shine and show mercy on her as well as listeners here, Lord. That you are encouraged by our story. That you are encouraged by our relationship, Lord. But knowing that if he did it for us, he can do it for you. And I just pray God's peace and blessings over you in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. In the matchless name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to leave y'all with this. A new day, new mercies. Forgive yourself. 
love yourself move forward don't let the enemy creep in and keep whispering things in your ear remember who you are in christ i love y'all i'll be seeing y'all in two weeks okay well i'll be releasing another podcast in two weeks grace and peace